From the spiced mines of Kessel to the sandiest beaches of Naboo, this is the Star Warriors podcast. And uh, for this episode, we'll be discussing the Clone Wars. Uh, we just got done with the final season. It had been a long run and a long time coming. So uh, we're here to discuss the epicness of what Dave Filoni and company brought to the table and finally gave us closure on, I would say, one of the best animated series of all time and one of the best entries in Star Wars. So uh, as usual today, joining me are some of my favorite scruffy-looking nerf herders. So if you all could just uh, introduce yourselves and uh, we'll get going. Hi, I'm Casey, or Darth Bowker, as I'll be <laughs> having to be t- called for the length of this episode today. <laughs> this is a rule now. <laughs> <laughs> hey this is uh colin uh i have nothing witty to add <laughs> i'm your rockness monster from the critical mass podcast hey everyone glad to be here what's going on guys my name's ruben and i love babu freak <laughs> <laughs> babu uh, hey, it's Jake, and I will save you all the Wookiee sounds on a live show. <laughs> You'd be the post credit scene. <laughs> it's in the director's cut. So, yeah. <laughs> well, when, when we get to that, exactly, we'll even have commentary over our commentary. So, uh, so guys, the Clone Wars uh, first came about. All right, let's start it this way. In A New Hope... Luke says to Obi-Wan, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. And that was the first time we ever heard anything about this time period, this this time that uh, happened before the Empire, before the Dark Times, as we uh, as we soon, you know, soon came to learn. So uh, even during the prequel movies, uh, we didn't get to see too much into it besides, you know, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Army was built, and the Clone Wars have begun, you know, as Yoda said in his his own speech and whatnot. And then, of course, we go right into uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, so that's 2003 when Revenge of the Sith drops. And then that year, we get uh, Gendi Tar- Tarkovsky, I always butcher his name, sure. uh, the Clone Wars microseries. That ran from 2003 to 2005, uh, and that was that was a very epic take. Uh, and you know, it was it was a lot different than what was presented uh, that would be presented in the Filoni and George Lucas series uh, that started up in 2008. Uh, and that actually got started with a movie. Uh, did everybody here watch that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opening night. Mostly, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I tore into it. <laughs> I mean, we're all legal here. <laughs> you know that the movie it got a lot of it got a lot of crap thrown at it. Um, I've watched it a couple times. I you know, and when you watch it the second time after you watch the series, I think that it makes a little bit more. It's it's a little more acceptable. I'm sure it was just those toxic Star Wars fans online that were kind of more the ones bringing down the. Uh, the the enthusiasm about it. But uh, as we know, George Lucas and Filoni moved into a full series uh, that ran from 2008 through 2014. uh, And that kind of went into the Disney acquisition of 2012. Uh, Things were kind of up in the air at that point. And so the show was stopped. And then they aired these, what was called 
the, the lost episodes um, or the lost missions. And so those were, those were kind of just cleaning up the show. And we never really got a full ending. At the end of, I believe it was season five, Ahsoka had departed the, the Jedi Order. That was the big to-do during that season. And so that kind of led into these sporadic arcs that happened. And then finally this year uh, on Disney Plus, they finished out the series. And so we're going to talk a little, mostly about this final season. Uh, whenever you guys want to kind of just talk about what happened during the show that inspired you, know, you to be you know, more of a Star Wars fan, what you loved and whatnot, feel free to go into that. That's not a big deal. Um, but let's, let's really get into it. Uh, so I want to ask, first off, when did you start watching The Clone Wars? And so was it when it was originally on, post a Disney rec- acquisition, or more recently? Uh, and I guess I already asked, do you like the original movie? So you can kind of go into that as well. Why don't we start with you, Casey? Yeah. Um, I did not like that original movie. I thought it was very stupid and very childish, and I hated whatever that little hut was. I can't remember the name of it at this time. I haven't watched. I Stinky. Stinky. Yeah. I maybe watched the movie twice. I think like once uh, in the theater and then the second time, like, was it as bad as I thought it was? It was. And then um, the show, as a result, the show I didn't watch until semi recently, I guess I'll say, um, I guess maybe since, the uh, Disney thing, because what happened was, um, yeah, I, you know what it was? I'm sorry. It wasn't the Disney. It just, it was like on Netflix and I could binge it all. Cause I never had, I haven't had cable in like over a decade. So when it came to Netflix, I tried it multiple times. I couldn't get past the first few episodes either. Cause I thought that they were kind of just boring compared to the, um, the Gen D stuff, which I thought was like, masterpiece storytelling and animation and when i saw this i was like ugh the same shit again but probably halfway through season 1 beginning of season 2 um which tends to be a felony thing with the exception of mandalorian he kind of got his footing and you know i know george is, is there as well like right there but um after that i is when i got into the show and i watched it all and i loved it and I decided to be on this podcast to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm happy you joined us. And this is the first time you're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's very brave of you to step out of your comfort zone and talk about something you're new to. Yeah. Didn't know you were a fan. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I did not like the, the, the movie. I was kind of surprised when I saw that there was going to be an actual feature length film that was cg animated what was it what, what, when was it released again 2006 2007 um and and i just remember seeing the cardboard cutouts and going that sounds kind of stupid but i'm intrigued but not enough to see it in theaters so i didn't i played it on on the internet uh <laughs> while i was cleaning my apartment one day and i was just like this is really stupid and then i find out oh they're making a tv show about it and i'm like that makes sense this it was, it was a gateway drug try to get kids to eat up more star wars because you know they're about to run out of new material with uh, the trilogy ending um 
And then I started watching that when it was on Netflix back in like 2015, 16 is when I started to go through it. And just like Casey, it it's first ep- first season, second season is rough. I mean, the, the droid episodes that they have are, ooh, I, I, okay. oh, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. But it, eventually I got through to seasons three, four and five, and it was just it was right. I'll go into it later, but it, I, I really loved that take on what happened between episodes two and three. But again, I'm going off on a diatribe. Yeah, that's when I watched it. <laughs> Netflix 2016. There you go. <laughs> Who's next? Who's got it? It's Ruben, you, you're up. you, Ruben. Oh, it's me. I'm up. He just wanted oh. an intro. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Gotcha. Um, I did. I did go see it. I saw it, you know, opening night. Um, like most of everybody, I, I I think I probably enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's Star Wars, but at the same time, it was one of those things where it's like, this is becoming, you know, maybe Star Wars is not for me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I had my first realization of that, um, in in that movie. Um, and again, I didn't really appreciate the prequels until later on, until maybe like. 2015 2014 2015 and it's really due to um uh, a friend of mine who knows star wars like who knows star wars in and out way more than i do uh and, and i love it to death and, and i'm still learning it but he knows so much and he broke it down almost like feloni does in that in that doc that they just released and he kind of like explained to me this line you know um and then there was um I don't know Chris has shared it too. It's a theory that they call what what do they call that theory about the movies? The the ring the, theory. The ring theory. Like it was all this and like I was like I was like, well, I was like, this is a lot deeper, you know, and of course I've always known, you know, Star Wars is deep, but again, you know, you you kind of I think like with anything, I think I probably had the same reaction that Star Wars fans probably had to this trilogy, to this new trilogy for the prequels in the beginning. I was like, wait a second, is is this my Star Wars? But um, but then that's when I started watching Clone Wars um, at the behest of, of my boy. He was like, you need to watch Clone Wars. Um, and I think I put it off until, again, Netflix. And it was all on there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And unlike everybody else, I, I, I kind of fell in love immediately, like right from the beginning. Um, and I loved um, all the little things that, that we got to, to, to do in those first seasons where it really put together that, you know, like that time, that time period for me. Um, and that trilogy. And then obviously at the end, what it does for the appreciation of, of, of the prequels. So, so yeah, Netflix era, uh, po- uh, pre Disney acquisition, I think. All right. Uh, I think it's me. Um, so I'm going to start off with my bad thing until earlier today. I did not even know that this movie, which I haven't seen was a theatrical release. So, <laughs> oh, God, Don't, don't worry. Didn't looking looking at the year, I'm going to assume I was knee deep in getting drunk all the time because it was college and it just completely went over me. Um, so I have not seen the movie, but like most people on here, I started watching the Clone Wars on Netflix when it was there. Um, I'd throw it on my computer, one of my like four monitors at work and watch episodes as I was doing stuff at work. Um, which is why I maybe thought the first season wasn't horrendous because it wasn't fully involved for me. Uh, 
I did not finish it before it got pulled off of Netflix. So I ended up finishing the series shortly after Disney Plus uh, launched. And then I watched the last season in the span of, I think, three days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right on. Um, for me, uh, I went and saw that movie opening night because it was like Star Wars. And I was just like, all right. All right. I mean, like, I have to do this because I'm a Star Wars fan and it says Star Wars on there. So I'm just going to do it, you know? Um, and I remember this distinctly because, like, I was dating someone that I went with me that I shouldn't have. I mean, she was so bored. It was hysterical to me. I had a blast. And she was like, why did you take me to this? This is like for kids. And I was like, then, you know, I'm sorry. I should have gone alone. But anyway, um, I didn't mind the movie. I-, I didn't think it was, like, geared for my age group. But at the same time, like, um, I really like what they did with Anakin. And that's really my big thing for Clone Wars is I, I almost think he made the prequel character played by Hayden Christensen better just by his ex- just by the cartoon Anakin existing. Um, but after the movie and then I got it as a gift for Blu-ray on Blu-ray. So like I own it on Blu-ray, um, you know, it just sat on my shelf. And then Netflix came out with that Netflix only season. Um, or that Netflix original season, I should say. And like, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like my brother who was like, Hey man, Liam Neeson actually does voice work in this as Qui-Gon. Um, and there's like Dagobah is in it. So like maybe if nothing else, just check out this season. I don't know. And, uh, I did, I actually started there <laughs> and then I was like, wow, this is pretty badass." And I started up back at season one and just watched the whole thing. And, uh, I loved the, all of it. Um, I love Ahsoka. Um, so I loved all of it, but it really caught like really, really caught me once Maul came back. That whole story arc, like starting there was just like awesome. So I mean, that's I, I freaking I love Clone Wars. I really do. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, we I think we pretty much all watched it on Netflix, you know, at least really absorbed it off of Netflix. I think that's probably one of the best ways to, you know, to be able to binge it and not have to watch it with commercials or anything like that. I do want to say that I think the movie is important because uh, it does bring Ahsoka into the picture. And I think that's one of the only things I get out of the movie um, because I think the first, the first arc is pretty good. Then they get into the hot arc and it's a little goofy, but like we just said, we broke it down. It's, it's, it was aimed for a certain audience. And as we're getting older, you know, that's how I felt about the prequels. You know, Ruben, you brought up some good points about that. And it's just, uh, eventually it just became something more, you know, more than, than it had begun. And it was, it was just these deep, these deep episodes. We got things like, uh, characters like Saw Gerrera out of it, who have now, you know, gone into, you know, the Star Wars lore even deeper, uh, through video games and everything else. Um, and then the show, you know, the show, inspired a lot of things from books to comics, video games, and more. So I think it definitely had a big impact on us as Star Wars fans once we really got into the, you know, into the episodes and then uh, they finished it off this year with some of the most epic animation I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to bring up Ahsoka uh, because the, you know, it is her story basically from start to finish. And so her journey has made her one of the most popular character in Star Wars lore. 
Um, I want to ask what you guys enjoy most about the character and what was your favorite Ahsoka moment? Man, throughout the entire series or just this season, are we going, are we going full, full deep? <laughs> Go deep, buddy. Go deep, man. Um, I mean, the fact that she started off as snips and then turned into who she became, I think uh, it's it's hard not to have rebels go hand in hand with this because they are companion pieces and it all is one giant story. And um, Dave Filoni will never let Ahsoka die uh, as a parent in Mandalorian season two, where she's going to show up. Um, so my favorite Ahsoka moment is probably when she fights Anakin in rebels, you know, like I know we're talking about clone wars, but like it all is connected to me. And then, um, and I'm sure we'll get into it more like that connection that we see at the end of this season of clone wars and how, how that's tied into rebels, you know, just uh, genius storytelling. Um, and that realization that you gotta, <laughs> your, your master has become this monster is just like, Well, Bye, that's, that's what happens when you go on talk and on. terribly about phone work. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> you get booted out. Order, order anyway. 66. <laughs> I did. So Ahsoka fighting Anakin is my so, favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> order 66, buddy. That's <laughs> it, man. Jeez. Rex turned on me. Yeah. <laughs> You don't talk rebels during a Clone Wars episode. <laughs> yeah, that was exactly <laughs> it. That's what happens. That's, That's good, what happens. Disney shut you off. Godfather oh, Filoni was paying attention. He's like, if you're going to talk about my mediums, you're going to separate them as oh, the new. My gosh. All right, Colin, you're next. <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly, when I first started like really re-exploring my love of Star Wars, it... Um, Back in 2015, with with Ray, I had yet to see Clone Wars, and so Ray at the time was my favorite character. And we all know what happened to the rest of that trilogy. So, but that's another podcast. Um, but the more I see of Ahsoka across, you know, Clone Wars, Rebels, um, and now hopefully into Mandalorian, it's just you can't help but love this character. Um, so with that in mind the growth of her throughout everything that she's been in has been spectacular and the moment that stands out to me is when she walked away from the jedi when she was just hey i I can't do this anymore you don't stand for the people and she she couldn't she couldn't come to terms with being a good person and being a jedi at the same time because she didn't see them as the same thing i thought that was I thought that was an excellent moment and the way that they carried that into the final season and into the very end and you know, what she did for Rex and the troopers is, is just such a genius way of writing a genuine character and holding true to that character throughout. So that's my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me, I think when it comes to Ahsoka, um, 
you know, snips. Um, watching her in those first few episodes, like, I I was really like, uh, come on, you're giving Anakin, you know, an anchor. Like, why is that? Why is Anakin taking on this little, you know, runt, you know? And and she grows. I remember one of my favorite episodes was um, where they get stuck in that underground bunker, and they're like that poison gas is released, and like she's with a Padme, and like she's protecting Padme, and it's like it was like so selfless, you know. Like she knows that Padme means everything to Anakin. And she can see that and she protects her and she respects her. Um, but I would say my favorite moment is is just recently, man. It was Order 66. Like watching her not only anticipate it and feel it coming, but then on that, excuse me, PG, we got one, right? That fucking table. And <laughs> Damn it, he got just, to use it. <laughs> just I knew, I thought like, it would be me. It was just. I stood up out of my seat. I was like, oh my God. And then when she grabs the, throws the lightsabers down and just force pushes them around, like, and makes that circle. But I was just like, man, this girl is everything to me. Like, why is, like, oh my God, I need, like, why is it now that is just. Why like, is my son body body? not named Ahsoka? Right. Why are like my son should be named Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Um, so, yeah, man, she's just like uh, I, I don't know. I don't have any words for her. Like I, I really like. I think if I ever do get the pleasure of meeting Dave Filoni and sitting in a room with him, um, one thing that I am definitely going to tell him is 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 thank him for that character because. It's one of those things where it's like she, like Colin brought it up, man. Like she, she saw everything playing out in front of her and she never let emotion play a part in it. It was all like, it was a very Qui-Gon-ish. Like she knew that her thoughts and her morals did not align anymore with what the Jedi were doing, you know? So she's just, she's just a freaking badass, man. Straight yeah. up. All right. Um, so Ahsoka's probably my favorite canon good guy at this point um, because she's so well established. Um, I got a Funko Pop of her from Rebels for Christmas, and it's you know still in the box and everything, and apparently worth one hundred and twenty dollars now. So I've thought about selling that. Um, my favorite moment for her is probably her walking away from the temple as well. Um, I think it really shows that she knew the Jedi were on the wrong path. Um, and I think Clone Wars throughout shows the Jedi were absolute idiots. They had multiple warnings about what was going on um, and what was about to happen to them. And they were blind to it and she wasn't. Um, so yeah, I think um her walking away from the temple was my favorite moment. And I think she is one of the best established characters now in canon between Rebels, um, Clone Wars, and then her book that they did. Yeah, nice. Sweet. So um, for me, I mean, it's hard for me to choose a favorite uh, moment for Ahsoka. Um, obviously, as you guys know, I'm a huge Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader fan. And when I first 
okay okay (laughs) um when i first find out in the movie that anakin's gonna have a padawan um i was like what like what the hell and then kind of like you were saying ruben you know like where did this come from you know but it added so much more depth to his loss later on uh added so much so much depth to anakin and vader i feel um the way i see things is that like as parents as older siblings we teach those younger than us the best parts of ourselves in hopes that they will achieve that and i think anakin did that in ahsoka i think when we see ahsoka she is the symbolization she is the symbol of all that was good in him um all the ideals he had that at times he was a straight up coward like padme um like when she left the Jedi order, the only thing in my head was she's doing what Anakin should be doing. She's doing, she's doing what he is teaching. If that makes it, she's actually acting upon those things, the, the good that is in him. Yeah. And, and that is why I love her character. I absolutely adore her character is that she grew to be everything he wanted to be. And he instilled that in her. And I, I think that that's why, at least it, in my mind, I got very emotional when Vader walked up and picked up her lightsaber. And it was like, just, I can't even imagine the flooding of what's left of that machine of what he felt in that exact moment. And, you know, for me, she is just such, uh, she's so, I mean, Filoni, if I'm right and that's what he intended to do, then to me that's just amazing writing. Period. To to just build on on a character that's so well established as Darth Vader. Fuck. Sorry, Darth Vader. I mean, such an established villain and character. To for him to just build off of that and make it awesome. I mean, damn. Yeah, man. Genius. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those points are excellent. I think there's so many good Ahsoka moments out there. Uh, and that the fact that we see another attachment, which is something that, you know, the, the Jedi Order has said such bad things against or has, you know, forbid. But we see we see this in Ahsoka and Anakin, and we see that they they know there's something more to being a Jedi than just this order and these rules and, and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, all that was very, very well-written. These characters are very well-developed. Um, so we're going to switch gears to another set of characters that uh, at first I was kind of like, all right, how are you going to make all the clones likable characters? How are you going to give them personalities? What are like, how can you do that? And the end result is truly amazing. Uh, honestly, uh, we start with Tamara Morrison, uh, basically sets the mold and attack of the clones as Django Fett. And then his face is on all those clones that are made in the cartoon. It's D Bradley Baker as the voice. And through that, we get these, all these characters throughout the whole show with, with different storylines and personalities. Like I said, and so my question to you is, who is your favorite clone and why? I'm going to be probably the unpopular opinion here, but I don't care about the clones. I like Ooh. Rex. 
<laughs> and I couldn't even name another one. I know there's like fives and sixes and eights or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't echo one, but like yeah, really, I don't. I d- like anytime it's a clone centric episode, I go, "Wow, that's cool." Yeah, where's that Jedi shit again? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Bad Batch. Was that boot button I hit earlier? Yeah, like the Bad Batch thing was like epic, straight up. Like it was like right. so sweet. And um, there are definitely some standalone, standout clone stuff that happens. Like I think there's like a whole wolf pack or whatever. Like there's other things I do remember, but the names couldn't tell you. It's all Django Fett to me. <laughs> It's a new bumper sticker. It's all Django fed to me. <laughs> Start mass producing. Let Django take the wheel. We're selling them. Stick around and click on the link. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I'm kind of in the same boat as as Casey. Not so much that I don't care about the clones. It's just that I didn't care enough to go. Oh man, Fives is in this, so, or Cody's <laughs> in this. But um, I, I was just randomly rewatching episodes today. And I came across the the series of episodes where it was Master Krell took over the squad. And Those are awesome episodes. Yeah, that, I mean th- that one was great because was it was it, it was in direct opposition of what Casey's whole thesis was about, which is you know just that these are people; they're not just clones; they're not useless fodder for the story and for the war. And that's why I'd say Rex is my favorite because you you see him in that episode as the loyal trooper, what he's been programmed to do and bred to believe and follow through on as an order taker and an, an executor of those orders, but he in that episode you see him start to transition from being a good soldier to being a good leader and a good uh where, where i just had it written down too uh, a, a loyal comrade so he was a lo- at first he's a loyal trooper at the beginning of the show then around season four season five you see a loyal comrade he fights for the, his brothers in arms and yeah. then at the very end of the season or excuse me the series you see a loyal friend like he it's him yeah. and Ahsoka at the end. And it that moment where she takes off his helmet and he's crying because he he's so lost. He d- wants to do the right thing, which is protect Ahsoka. But he knows it's going to be the expense of his brothers. What a horrible position to be in. And that is why I really love his character is that Filoni said we need to have that level of complexity to him. Not just do it to these major characters. Let's do it to a clone who's supposed to be a nobody, who's just literally a face in the crowd of other soldiers. And that was perfect, especially at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I think the clones do add a lot to this to the series. Um, I do like the clone-centric episodes. I love the whole training academy uh episodes where you meet 99 and He's kind of like the hunchback of Notre Dame and like he's all weird looking, but he's got this huge heart and he just wants, uh, I can't remember the name of the team right now, but like, you know, they were struggling and they were struggling to make the, make, make the squad. And he, he pushes them and they do it for him. And like, they, they say they're going to do it for him and then they end up doing it. Um, uh, Cody is one that stands out to me because um, he's the one that gives the order to take out Obi-Wan Kenobi um, but we also see him show up in a lot of these episodes where he is, uh, 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 you know, if 
if not as cl the closest thing we get to Rex, but you know, just just as ju you know, just on the same level. Um, and but Rex really does take the cake, and I think that's for a reason. Um, obviously, you know, his he it's even gone as far as them rewriting canon in in, in uh, Return of the Jedi for the old man by the by the bunker where that could that that's Rex. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, and then those later those later episodes in Rebels, I didn't want to talk about it because I know George is watching on, you know, at Skywalker Ranch. He, I don't want him to black me out like he did Cody, uh, like he did Casey. Um, so you know, it's a, it's one of those things where it, it's such a well layered character, and the fact that they can, the way that they did it, you know, how they work backwards almost. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, like you know, it's linear to them, but you you got to believe that it's it, it you know they they place all of that before you know before what we got. So all of these stories that they've created, it's like like uh, Rock Knight Rocco was saying, to take Darth Vader and give him a Padawan nobody knew about. What does that do for the character? You know what I'm saying? And then again, yeah, we know all these guys are the same under the mask, but are they? So I thought you know I do I I, I do appreciate the clones. You know. All right. Um, so Rex is probably the best established one. Uh, I thought of going with a deep dive and saying the clone who starts a family in the one episode is my favorite clone mm -hmm. just cause he's one, one of, of the more interesting yeah. clones, clone. uh, but, but cut, it's gotta be fives. Cut the uh, <laughs> fives has gotta be my favorite mainly for that lost season or whatever they called it. He warned everyone about Order 66 and no one listened. He knew. He we didn't listen. The Jedi. And that bothers me so much. And Fives tried to warn everyone. So he is my favorite because he, he tried. He tried to save the Republic. He tried to save the Jedi. And people just were like, you're just a clone. Go away. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> Um, right on for me and the clones, like, uh, Casey, I kind of take your stance. Like, I, I don't know, take them or leave them. Um, but what I love that they did with the clones was that, like, how do you, like, how do you make them individuals? And if you notice their hairstyles, um, all of them, they, they did everything to like create different hairstyles. They, they needed some type of individuality, even though they're bred as these clones, you know, they show they depict in the show that they still find a way to find their individuality. Like, like we just need to do that as, as humanoids, you know, we need to find a way to be different. And I was like, how the hell are they going to do that? And, and they pulled it off with the haircuts. It was subtle and it was never brought up, but if you actually look every time they take off their helmets, most of them have different haircuts and it, it's pretty, it's pretty neat. I think as a way of individualizing them, um, also, what they did with their names, um, like obviously fives comes to mind. Fives was talked about. His number is CT5555. So they call him fives. And the fact that a lot of their names you can actually get out of their clone trooper number, their CT number. So I, I wish I had more offhand, but there's a few other ones that are directly linked to their CT numbers. So they gave themselves names. And I think what's cool about the tie in is like you look at what was it? The Force Awakens with uh you know finn fn you know i'm gonna call you finn and what's cool is i it, just such a callback to clone wars to doing that you know the the empire or the first order or whatever it is or even the republic wants to give you a number 
wants to wants to strip away your individuality and they still find a way to to break out of that by creating themselves names and what's in a name i mean it's a very important thing you know mm-hmm. um and I, I love that i love that feloni did that with the clones for me and the clones that is freaking just good thinking you know on that whole part of it as for clone i mean i don't know rex rex is cool you know know, but i I guess i focus less on that and more how they made the clones relevant Mm. uh which was cool so yeah see clones aren't that bad right casey you see (laughs) i never said i don't like the clones (laughs) i don't know their names i know all right all right all right right. so so I, you know, what I liked about what Jake just said about Cut Laquane, uh, I think that's one of the more influential episodes for the clones. The fact that they, they were definitely very militaristic going into, uh, leading up to that, and then from then on, you really started to see more and more uh, development of character from each one of them. So it just it kind of set this precedent, and you saw where Rex's. Um, you know, evolution went from there as well. It was just like, you don't have to always follow the rules or follow the orders because eventually there's an order 66, you know? So um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot, just a lot of good development there character wise and it's fun. And uh, I got to say, I'm going to buy that Rex hot toy. So that's it. We, Chris, we we did get a, we did get a live comment. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, um, we did. Hey, Rocco, why don't you read this one? It says that uh, my opinions just seem, you know, less than. <laughs> I don't know who that was or why it was said, but that's yeah, what the fan, that's you what the fans are saying. Listen, you gotta <laughs> love the internet, man. That one guy is watching. Thanks, and the one person. Yeah, yeah. It's it's less uh, of a comment and more a statement of fact. So I, yeah. I do appreciate it. it and from a certain really... point of view, yeah. <laughs> a certain point of view. <laughs> oh man, who knows these crazy internet people? Who knows who that is? <laughs> oh lord. All right, let's get back to topic. Um, so <laughs> in the last season, the Red Revenge of the Sith tie-ins were pretty solid, and they shed a, shed a little bit more light on that timeline. Uh, do you feel that the final season, the show overall, made the prequel um, period better for you? And why? Sorry, season or series? Series better? See, did the series make the show, the movies better? Or just the season? Did the, fi- did the show overall yeah make the prequel period better for you yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no i mean so um i think what it is about this is that the prequels for a very long time i hated or at least didn't give respect <laughs> to maybe not hated but just really just was kind of meh you know you and i saw all of them i think together uh chris walk um so you know we saw them all probably four times each but it was like you're in this star wars bubble of it's new star wars there may never be a new star wars again and and then we get this clone wars thing um and 
I didn't hate Anakin Skywalker. I definitely did not like him in um, Attack of the Clones, but I I like Revenge of the Sith, and it still is the best of the prequels, in my opinion. This show makes these characters better. I mean, like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, um, obviously, uh, Ewan being the standout of the trilogy, um, and the Obi-Wan character is badass in the show, but, like, Anakin, more than anyone, I think this show did a service to. Everyone else is kind of their own person um, in the movies, and you don't necessarily have to see the show. This is a case where I could see you just straight up hating Anakin in those movies and not caring about him and him being a whiny bitch. And then you watch these and you're just like, well, he had a lot of shit going on. (laughs) And these these Jedi are so pompous and so just shitty. I hate them. I really do. Like they just they think they're so cool. And, you know, I'm almost glad in some ways that the Emperor shows up and is like, I'm sorry, but this you you did this. You had every possibility to stop this and you didn't. And here we are. So, yeah, the show absolutely makes those movies better. Um and it extends past it. You know what I mean? Like just throwing Darth Maul into uh solo, you know what I mean? Is cool. And uh when what's her name? Um when Ahsoka does the the thing from Rogue One, the I'm one with the force and the force is one with mm-hmm. me, and like you know what I mean, like healing like Ray does in Rise of Skywalker, and you know what I mean? Like all that stuff is shown up in like canon books and other stuff, but like if you're just a cartoon and and movie watcher this is great. Like you didn't read the books. You didn't read the comics. Like this is your star Wars and it's good enough. And they enrich it. They enrich the movies due to this show. Short answer. Yes. (laughs) Also short answer. Yes. Uh, As, as part of the, the prequels themselves as part of a whole are better. Does it make them good individual movies? Hell no. Uh, They are still quality garbage in terms of creating a fantastic you know world to be a part of but if you're going for some wonderful dialogue and expert acting oh boy uh don't that's that's just my opinion um but to casey's point that i feel like dave dave filoni was tasked with hey everybody really hates anakin skywalker and it kind of ruined Darth Vader. What can you do to help save this? And so he said, well, I'm going to give him a Padawan. How does that work? And that was probably the most controversial thing at the time, but it ended up being the most genius thing in the world because it doesn't spoil anything in Revenge of the Sith or even in the later canon that we know of in 4, 5, and 6 and so on. We don't need Ahsoka to be a part of those stories. But knowing that she's there is such a huge builder to that character that we hated in 1, 2, and 3. And the world itself is so much better for this show, especially those prequels because we have the room to build out the characters the way the fans wanted to have that done in the prequels. I think any fan from our generation of four, five and six growing up, wanted to have the prequels literally just be 
what happened between episodes two and three. That's it. We didn't need a one. We didn't need two and a half hours of whatever that was. We we just wanted to see the Clone Wars. We wanted to see Anakin's fall from grace. And that's what this show really gives us is what we really, really wanted. And it makes two and three better for it. You see, I'm, I'm, I got to I got to go with well, short answer. Of course. Yes. But <laughs> Colin, you better watch out. You're, George is putting a hit we're, on we, you. I, I, we're, we've already, we're already at him. it because of Babu Frick. I might as well listen, just dig the grave. We don't get deeper. along with Babu Frick. You don't like Bob. Look, listen, Anakin is a whiny bitch because he is supposed to be a whiny bitch. It's not mm. that Darth. Look, don't let the mask fool you he is a bitch okay and even so to the point where he knows what he's doing is wrong the first thing he did when mace gets blown out the damn window is say what have i done and it's because (laughs) you knew and and again going back to the pompous ass jedi i love how freaking mace windu like like a half an hour before his duel with, with Palpatine is like, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. No, really? Because the Clone Wars, this whole thing has been like, you know, a huge red flag, huge. But again, <laughs> we, we, we've gone over that. They've done, they've done a really good job at explaining why, right? So we know, so we forgive that because it, it's all part of the story. Um, but I think, and maybe, maybe I've just, grown to love it too much maybe um but they're on par with me man like you know for four five and six like and 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 i know that's a crazy statement to some but you're talking about you know these movies had more like like the fact that like they even talk about it in this in this doc um that's on disney plus right now like the the most miniatures were done for episode one like live action sets and for so long everybody was complaining how it was all cgi cgi and they didn't realize that yeah it's they they probably layered you know they cleaned it up and with cgi but a lot of this stuff was built so Mm -hmm. to me uh, you know does this series make the movies better a hundred times i mean that scene where they're where they're going through light speed and ahsoka is feeling the final battle between mace and palpatine and anakin's internal struggle watching it Mm -hmm. like all of like i got goosebumps like i immediately like all i could see was the fight and then I like I would I was like you know watching her, but in my mind I was watching the fight going on between Mason Palpatine. So like the connections are 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 amazing. I think I think that yeah, definitely the series makes the prequels better. But the prequels, you know, and I know that there's strong feelings in in this group about it. Um, but I do I <laughs> I, I, I gotta say they're the most you know they're they're really really great movies, and that's it. That's all I'll say. Done. Just as a quick, quick interjection here to use your words against you, you quoted right. the "What have I done, bitch?" moment. The the prequels, excuse me, the Clone Wars made that better by re-recording that exact line by the voice actor in Clone Wars. So that even proves that uh, the prequels can't stand no, up to the look, Clone Wars. Look, the the discussion is not hating Christensen's talent. He's, he's <laughs> obviously he's not. He was not talented and. And this is not a, a knock on him. He got better by Revenge of the Sith. In Revenge of the Sith, he's a badass. I mean, he he like I was watching Revenge of the Sith the other day. I just watched the prequels like two days ago. Um, and I was watching Revenge of the Sith. Just his demeanor on camera, his like he got who Anakin was was supposed to be at in that movie. Um, and unfortunately, you know, 
two and one, you know, like like Casey said, Ewan McGregor, you know, he's the stand or it was it Chris? Uh, he's the standout of those movies. He really holds those movies down. Even Natalie Portman, who is a monster of an actress, sucks in that movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they're you know, so so it like again, the acting does the acting bring it down? Yes, but in terms of Star Wars stories. It's fucking. Oh, sorry. That's two. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Put it on the board. Sorry. I got a quarter for the spare jar. Dare you? Hayden Christensen is God's gift to Earth. Have you not seen him and Emma Roberts in Little Italy, the romantic comedy of the generation? We got another. Uh, got another comment here. All Mace had to do was bring Anakin with him to confront Palpatine. <laughs> he's not wrong he's not wrong there he uh, goes but taking it back to the clone wars short answer yes um i would say the clone wars as a whole actually improve the entire star wars universe not just the prequels um i agree but they definitely improve the prequels they give us more of that backstory that's really important um they show us some key things like that Obi-Wan potentially had a relationship that he could have left the Jedi over um, that whole arc with Mandalore. Um, I mean, they pretty much without saying it, let us know that both Obi-Wan and Ahsoka knew that Anakin and Padme were together and did nothing about it at all. Like, and it shows it just shows how weak the Jedi were to allow Revenge of the Sith and Order 66 to happen. And I think just expanding on those flaws makes the universe better as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, first to uh, someone commenting Mario, Mario Car- Carmel. I can't say the second name. Um, anyway, uh, all Mace had to do was bring Anakin with him to confront Palpatine. Uh, I've thought about that a hundred million times. I don't know about you guys, but if Mace would have just brought Anakin, maybe, I mean, maybe he would have seen the two, the red lightsaber, you know, that he had and see that he was a Sith, even though he had already pretty much admitted it by that point. But who knows? I mean, maybe don't bring Anakin because it'll get into an emotional situation and make it worse. But I mean, it pretty it went pretty bad. I mean, Mace was murdered, so I mean, it went as bad as as about it could have gone. You know. Yeah. Um. As for the question, let's get back to that. Um. Did the Clone Wars make the prequels better? I mean, you. I would assume unanimously we'd all be a yes, especially the final season. For me, it hit. When Obi-Wan said, we can't ask Dooku any questions anymore because he doesn't have a damn head. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Verbatim from the episode. <laughs> I, I read it from the script just now. I had it. But and when <laughs> but when he when Obi-Wan said that, I was like, mm, that's what they're doing. OK. And I was just fully on board. Um, and they just continued, you know, with those milestones. You know, Obi-Wan's being dispatched to Utapau. You know, like, oh, okay, I know where we are right now. Like, I get it. I, I yeah. see where we're at. And it enhanced, it enhanced, I think, all of the movies, the prequels, that is. Now, for me, I know, Ruben, you kind of touched on this. Um, if you're watching the the Mandalorian 
um that what is that the disney galleries right disney gallery yeah um, disney gallery. i'm not going to get into it all i'm going to say is what feloni said the thread he connected from duel of the fates made me respect clone wars even more obviously with him at the helm of that show his deep, deep, deep understanding of Star Wars. Like, I mean, guys, we already knew the dude had a deep understanding of Star Wars, obviously. But to hear him say what he said, wow. Like, yeah, okay. So he's even deeper in understanding than I would have even thought. And that that enhanced everything for me in terms of Clone Wars and where it meets the prequels. So, yeah, I mean, uh, short answer yes <laughs> hey, Rocco, uh yeah I, I gotta hop in with something real quick uh, i just sure. the darth plagius book and uh i think feloni just listened to that best not canon book ever right best not canon book ever i'm telling like, you there is literally a point or in the it? book where he's like plagius is like oh my god uh, Maul needs to kill Qui-Gon. He's the key. If Qui-Gon lives, Anakin goes down this path. If Qui-Gon yeah. dies, he goes down this path. And it's said in this book, so I'm like, knowing that now, I'm like, oh, he just listened to the book and took that straight from a non-canon book and applied it to canon. Hey, I mean, it works. <laughs> it, it does. It does. I mean, the, he's not wrong. The father figure is is what Anakin is lacking. Yes. What I loved about that, and we won't go off on a tirade, but just to, to kind of just put the cherry on top, is the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. You know, where he says, you know, because I think it's John who Favreau who says, like, well, what about Obi-Wan? He's like, well, Obi-Wan doesn't even really want Anakin in the beginning. He calls him a useless life form. Mm-hmm. And then they become brothers. And a brother is very different than a father figure. That's, it can yeah. be. Mm-hmm. It can be, but it doesn't, you know, you like when my brother calls me a dumbass, it's different from what my dad does. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's the truth. It, you know, like, so, so to me, it, it all makes sense. Uh, so I think you need to rewatch those movies, Colin. Colin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> I think it's important jerk. also to mention that you know that 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 writer says this week that canon's all fake anyhow. So whatever oh, you're getting God. out of those books is important to you, oh, and right. the fact that they can make a canon anyhow at any time. So if they were smart, right. they'd go make that Plagius book canon immediately and yeah, just, just work off of everything that's come before and just get this whole High Republic thing rolling with and move forward with it. You know, so from Bane on. So yeah. you know, there's so much. There's so much that was put into the Clone Wars that kind of did tie into, um, you know, into the canon before Disney and whatnot. Um, so it, it would be interesting to see more things spin out. Um, so before um, before we talk about closing out the uh, and how you felt about the closure, let's talk about what you may not have liked about this, this final season and what you would like to see done differently, perhaps. Should we all say it at the same time? Yeah, I was going to say, when do we... <laughs> <laughs> sure it's all the same answer, right? But yeah, this is a and short one. if you want to just feed off of... Say, if, if Casey's going to say what we're all know he's going to say, let's just feed off of what he says and just kind of discuss it there. Yeah, those, those middle four episodes easily could have been done in one maybe two episodes half an episode uh, yeah i really just i 
I'm sorry. I know Chris has his thoughts on it and I understand that this is star Wars, et cetera, et cetera. But like there is a bar of star Wars, you know what I mean? Like there's a bar of entertainment. There's a bar from Marvel and DC and everybody else, but like there's a bar of star Wars and like, you can give me puffer pigs and you can give me just dumb bullshit whales who create hyperspace lanes. Like I get it. Like I'll take it. But then like you go and back that up with like four of the greatest episodes of almost all of animation. I mean, Mm -hmm. straight up, like at least for a star Wars fan, like they're just insanity and they look insane and they just, it gives you all these feelings, et cetera. So to me, just do it an eight episode season just cut them out and i would have been good great you you started off with four really strong episodes and then you literally just dived just dove right into a puffer pig butthole and then you came back out of it but so yeah that's it (laughs) really to casey's point i just to throw in there real quick (laughs) (laughs) sorry no um no, to your point, or you're throwing in the puffer pig's ass. Is that what you're <laughs> yes, this is um, now a very different podcast. Give us, give us a, this a is live. different four <laughs> episodes of thirteen of level thirteen thirteen. They made a big deal about how well she's in thirteen thirteen. You know how much cool stuff, yes, could happen yes. in thirteen thirteen. That's what you gave us two morons, two morons in Ahsoka. That's what it was. It was the, these characters. The two the the sisters, they they sucked. They really just they served no purpose and they were moronic. I was annoyed every time they were on the screen. And like they made it we're in level 1313. Cool. Give me some cool stuff. You screwed me on a video game for 1313. The least you could have done was give me four solid 1313 episodes. All right, I'm done. Well, to your point of how stupid they were, they spent an entire episode of escaping the prison cell to then at the end of the episode, wind up back in the same damn cell. Yes, that's it. I I started the following episode where they started in the cell. I thought I was watching that. Me too. I was was like, like, what's happening here? I had to check. It says to me that Disney said, hey, we need 12 episodes from you, Dave. What are you going to do to fill in between this? Because I think 100% the only thing that should have been done that would have been a huge moment for any fans of this this show would have been you get the first four episodes, which were the badass episodes of the the, the Bad, Bunch, Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Hell yeah. Uh, so, nope, nope. PG-13 podcast. Not going to go in that diatribe. Anyway, uh, and then the next episode is Anakin walks into the holodeck and there's Ahsoka turning around. That's how you reintroduce her into the show. That's how you do it. You don't need an explanation of why she's there with death watch. You you don't literally, that's all that four episode arc was. It was a four episode arc of going, we need to confirm that Ahsoka believes these things about the Jedi, but we also need to eventually get her to a spot where she's somehow on the same planet with death watch. And they're going to go hunt Maul now. Great. There, there's an hour of my life I'm not getting back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, let's stop for a second. Uh, we have some live comments. Uh, first one from our good friend Bobby Heckman, who's going to be on the show today. Uh, but he says, I always say make your own canon. 
whatever you enjoy the most, whether it's from non-canon legends, or if you don't like sequels trilogy or whatever, you can choose what you want to be canon. And he says also, and loving this conversation, Clone Wars rules. But then we have a little antithesis to our argument here uh, from Mario Carmelo saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Watch your wrong opinions, Rock. They served a purpose. (laughs) The sister showed us why she was right about the Jedi. I'm not saying the episodes were great, but they did serve a purpose, which, in my opinion, I will get to that shortly. So I'm sorry to cut anybody uh, off there. Yeah. I want to hop in. We're, we're breaking order here a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to Mario, who's live commenting. I think you're right. I don't think the episodes were done well. And I think they could have stayed on Coruscant the entire time instead of planet hopping and really given us that deep, seedy Coruscant. But I think when it came to showing us what Ahsoka believes and how she got involved with Death Watch, it was good. I think I'm going to take the controversial opinion and say, I don't think the first four episodes were as amazing as they could have been. Um, I didn't like the Call of Duty clones. Uh... I, I really didn't like the Call of Duty clones at all. I thought it was really silly that you had your smart guy, your heavy, your sharpshooter, and like your ranger. And I was like, they were the expendables, man. It's, it's a D&D party, man. You made the clones a D&D party. It's Republic Commando, the yeah, video just, game. Remember that? Yeah. That's, that's, say that. that's, I, that's the point. That's the point. But I'm like, no. So you have 99 who's a defect, and then the commons are like, let's make defective clones <laughs> that are going to be our Call of Duty heroes. We need yeah. janitors. Oh, wait. Like, these turned out great. I kind of <laughs> liked what they did with Echo, but I also found it like weird that like, well, why haven't the droids captured a clone and made him a slave before this then? Like, why did this just happen? Uh, the Clone Wars have been going on for a while. So not that I disliked the first four episodes, but I think there were flaws in the first four episodes. I think the only great part of the season was the last four episodes, and that should be a movie in movie theaters. Those four episodes yeah. as one movie. Yeah, I would say that the middle four episodes. So it's it is interesting. Oh. How, I'm sorry, Ruben. Oh. Yes, you're good. Go I was for just it. I was just gonna say real quick before you started. I I you remember how I did mention our group uh, before they even started where it would be neat if they did make it like a movie, and they did. And just when they put those together, it will be with that intro and all that stuff. And it was just the the animation quality was amazing. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, say, ahead, Ruben, four, I'm sorry. I, th- I think the four middle episodes um, suffer, like, you know, as opposed to Jake, I do think the first four episodes are balls to the wall like crazy. Like, um, I, I love the Bad Batch. I really did. I know that it's silly, but I, I did love how they each had, like, their own specific thing. Um, much to, you know, much more than, you know, like what Rockness was talking about. These aren't individual, like, if, this isn't fives because of ct555 and this isn't you know echo because he repeats everything no it's it's like these guys really had a a a, a mutant like quality to them um and i loved crosshairs like that scene where he's running down the hall and he's just throwing those metal plates right and he's just he's throwing them and then all of a sudden he turns around and he takes that shot and it all and it just bounces like i thought that was like so okay corral 
you know, like badass Western, like the, like never misses Legolas type of moment, you know? Uh, and I thought that it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. Um, I also want to know what happened to them after order 66. If they're defective, that were they, were they affected? Like where they, were they in that whole final? Yeah. I mean, really right. that's another like, bad that, thing. Right. That and that happened. was, yeah. It, like when we're talking about the things that we didn't like, was that like, to me, it's like, I know that Vader's got his own 501st, but man, if he had access to five, like those guys, like he had to have had access to them. Like, or where were they? Did they disappear too? Did they defect, go AWOL? Um, so it's like that I didn't like. Um, I did. It's not that I didn't like the four middle episodes. I just don't, didn't like, you know, the voice actress for the older sister. She's a great actress. I don't, I can't remember her name right Katie now. Sackoff? Not, um, no, no, no. That's, um, Oh, no, Katie Sackhoff isn't that. That's oh. Bo Katan. No, no, no. I'm talking yeah. about the the two sisters. Oh, the two sisters from thirteen thirteen. Um, the the voice actress for the older sister, the one that's like the making the deals. Like she's a great actress, period. But like her voice just didn't like. It was getting annoying. You know, mm. it was like it was one of those things where I just I didn't really like it. I thought that Ahsoka they could have given us a, another int- reintroduction to Ahsoka that would have been a little bit cooler. Um, but it did get her to Bo-Katan and Death Watch. Uh, and overall, that was, you know, if I could nitpick, uh, it would be, you know, probably the voice actress for that particular character. Um, but I do to 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 Rock's point, or I don't know who it was that made the point right now. But, like, the fact that she sees through the sisters that her decision was right. That the people do feel about the Jedi the way she started to see the Jedi. Uh, so I think that it was necessary for that. But other than that, they could have, like Casey said, you could have done that in one episode, maybe even half. Um, but that and the clo- and the Bad Batch. What happened to the Bad Batch? But other yeah. than that, perfection. You know Filoni will tell us what happened to the Bad Batch eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This will, they'll come back. But it was such a weird thing that, you know, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> I just, you know, too bad Charlie Sheen is so old. Um, <laughs> anyone else want to share any more opinions? Rocco, you went already, right? Or no? For uh, about... Oh, you did. That's right. Our, yeah, our good friend Mario said... Yeah, yeah, he was... Our good friend mashing. Mario was quick Perfect. to tell so, you what was up, buddy. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> I do want to preface with the fact that I wish that um, I can't even remember that stupid crime syndicate now. Um, the Pikes. The Pikes. I wish that instead of the Pikes, thank you, thank you. Instead of them, it should have been full Shizor and Black Sun because we got a little peek at Shizor for the first time ever. As we as we go into the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back and the much needed um, reemergence of Shadows of the Empire, we can only pray. You know this, Casey. <laughs> For the return of Prince Shizor. Well, we saw him. We it saw was, him. it was Shizor. Huh? Ask Chag Shizor twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I we saw him in that Clone War episode. Prove it. No, it wasn't him. They confirmed. They did. They just said it's yeah. another Falene. It's another Falene. Um, he had a name too. I, I dude, I know. I know. Why? Big miss Why? opportunity. Big miss opportunity. I understand. But we do get um, Voss. We also see Boss yes. from Solo. That yeah. was sweet. That was sweet. But that didn't. I didn't I even notice him. I had to watch make, it a second day. 
I knew it because of internet spoilers because it's behind. And that's why I kind of had that opinion I had about the first episode. I was like, all right, this is okay. And then I watched the rest of them and I slowly agreed with most of you. Um, and that prison episode really drove me nuts. It was just so dumb. Yeah. Um, so, but in all in all, it is nitpicking um, from such a wonderful show and what we got after those episodes. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. nonetheless, nonetheless. All right, before uh, before we finish this up, did you guys, um, did you feel like the final season gave you closure, the closure you wanted on this show? I know it's a pretty simple answer. Yeah. I mean, I, this is obviously I'd like to know what happens, um, I guess, in between the time for Rex and her before they get seen again in Rebels. I'd like to know that story um, because I didn't read the Ahsoka book from but, for, but from what I read, they might have undid some of those things in this show. I don't Jake, you can comment on it, but um you know, it's a little, I, here's the thing. Ultimately it ain't going to matter because we're going to see her in Mandalorian and we know that Rex fought, you know, in uh, return of the Jedi. So really, even if I never get any explanation as to what those things, what happens, it doesn't matter what happens with Crimson Dawn and, and Darth Maul. I am interested, but it doesn't matter because I know how he dies as well. So um, for me, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like if you give me that stuff in a comic and a book, of course I'm going to read it because I read it all. But for the most part, I just, it, we're good. You gave us seven seasons of a show. It's been going on for since 1999. You know what I mean? Like that, that era, like we can go on. We're done with the skywalkers. We're done with this world. Like bring on the high Republic, bring on the other shit for me mm-hmm. yeah man i i i agree you know we we got we got the closure that we could get within reason because this show was trapped by mythos that already exists yeah and dave filoni i, I you know god bless this man he is a star wars nerd's dream because he was able to create a fantastic story that fits within the already cherished narrative while still leaving some spaces open for the business aspects of star Wars where, you know, Hey, (laughs) this is a franchise. We got to make the money on it. So don't give away all the answers at this point. Just give the answers we want. Now that final shot of the helmet looking at the back of, of Vader was just the perfect way to end it because at that point you you've told the heartbreak that Ahsoka and the clones are betrayed by Anakin and what he stood for and he's just walking away from that life we never see him talk about that life ever again it's never part of his narrative so we got the closure on that story perfect way to sum that up in a great 5 to 6 minute dialogue list sequence of beautiful shots yeah yeah no i agree i think definitely we got closure um all the way around i think um and again it it builds on top of the narrative it really does you know it it, uh 
that last shot, like like Colin was just saying, was an amazing was an amazing shot. I loved I loved it. You know, getting closer to to the clone trooper's helmet, and you see Vader's reflection. Um, you know, it was it, it's almost like a like a prelude to to Rebels in a lot of ways because you know we know what's coming after. You know, so it's it's one of those situations where this show not only rounded out the Clone Wars but also is opening the door to a show that already exists and is already done. And it's, and, and it's, and it's pretty awesome the way they kind of like flow together um, and how that net and how the, you know, certain characters fall into the next one. Um, so to me, I think, you know, this was the best, like Colin said, this was the best way to do it with what was already established. And he did a great job doing that. Dave Filoni really did. I mean, I, I can't, I can't think of another person who probably would have done a better job. Um, when it gives us, when it comes to giving us closure on the series, I think it did do a good job. Those last four episodes, since this was really Ahsoka's story throughout, did give us that closure. Um, when it comes to never coming back to the Clone Wars, I can't say I'd want to see that. And I, I'm not saying that you guys are saying that at all. But uh, I think those lost episodes were some of my favorite episodes, and I'd like to even see them do some either books or one-offs that maybe don't follow Anakin, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, but follow some of the clones or Yoda or even Mace Windu during the Clone War time to kind of expand on some of those other characters. We're getting that other book this fall, right? Jacob, you... Well, there's there's not only that, but have you was it Dark Disciple with Asajj Ventress? If you you want and um, Quinlan Vos, uh, yeah. it's it's I didn't know how I was going to feel at first. I read it and I listened to the audiobook. It's it was based on lost episodes from the Clone Wars that they wanted to do, and so they decided those were never going to get made or whatever, and so they made they wrote this whole book on it, and. Might, wait, is it Dark Disciple? What was the audio drama, Casey? Uh, I listened to Dooku Jedi Lost, and that okay. is in the yeah, time that's frame, that too. That one, Dark, yeah, so Dark Disciple, check that out. Yeah, that's the story one. without the other other people. Yeah. That's it, an awesome book. It, it's outside deep. of the Clone Wars itself, that's the only other thing. I'd like to see more expansion of the other characters during the time of the Clone Wars. Awesome. Um, for me, in terms of closure, uh, short answer, yes. I got the closure I needed. Um, long answer is it didn't treat me like I'm stupid. And what I mean by that is writing-wise and in, in the way they... So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, episode one, one thing that I hated was when Anakin said pod racing i'm the only human that can do it he they were spoon feeding us that he's like a jedi like he's like he's powerful like you wrote that in you couldn't just show me you couldn't show me him practicing pod racing etc 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 at the end of clone wars no words were spoken it was vader's breathing the reflection in the helmet a bygone era era it's over no words I could decipher so much out of that without any words spoken. I I didn't feel like I was treated like a moron in the writing. 
I didn't, I didn't feel like I was treated like I'm some dumb kid watching a kid's movie or kid's cartoon show where you have to like use awful dialogue to explain to me what's happening. When I've watched these movies for the better parts of my entire life, you can have a dialogueless scene and have me completely understand what's going on. So, so in essence, not only did I get the closure I need, I needed, but thank you for doing it in a way that didn't insult my intelligence and in a way that I was like, wow, I got everything I needed out of just when I saw the Imperial shuttle landing. And then when you see the, the troopers turn and they're snow troopers, like empire strikes back style snow trooper. Like I knew what was going on again, as a fan, as a true fan, like Filoni is like us in this room. You, you guys see what I'm saying? Like, it's it's completely like he got it. It was like he was doing that scene for us here that have watched this over and over and over again and knew what was happening. It wasn't a Republic shuttle that landed. It was an Imperial shuttle that landed a Lambda class Imperial shuttle that landed. You know, it was right. It was stormtroopers. <laughs> it was with the packs on their back, you know, and the and the correct pauldrons. And the snow troopers, we knew what was going on. They didn't need to say a word. And yes, that brought us right into rebels. So that's my take. I just want to play um, Palpatine's advocate real quick with what you just said there, Rocco. Okay. I wouldn't have minded if he looked down at the helmet and then breathed the words, are you an angel? I think that probably would like just tying back to the ring theory would have made it all make sense. Okay. No, yeah. I can I can give you that. I don't think that that I don't think that that being something you'd write would be insulting to the person watching the the film. I think it's a I, I don't think that that would be insulting. The, I don't like mean? snow. It's much too cold. Oh god. <laughs> it gets okay, everywhere. See, now now <laughs> there now I am now I'm insulted. <laughs> you don't remember what he said yeah, to Padme? Nice. Are you an angel? Yeah, I yeah, you I have do. to be nice about these things that Casey says. I'm not. Stupid. I'm not. I honestly <laughs> think lie. that I honestly think that that would be in the right tone. That could actually be okay. But the the sand line, no. The sand, no, never. <laughs> Absolutely or snips. Not. If you would have just looked at it and said snips, that would have like that would have like that would have definitely. I mean, I was already crying, but we didn't need it. You're right. We didn't. Need no, no, it. no. But we didn't need it. We would have been out of it character was... for Darth Vader, though. That's the thing. Like Darth would Vader it, himself to be a completely different snips. person than Anakin. He thinks that Anakin's dead, and I, I think that that would have been given the timeline of the you know the the Lambda class landing. Um, would it would not have fit with the the Darth Vader that we know at that point in his life? And they establish that in Rebels because Anakin only comes back when the mask is broken. Mm-hmm. Even they are, the the Padawan. Yeah, they are two separate. To Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker is not Darth Vader. Is a separate person. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocco, I I don't understand. You didn't need like. Five minutes of stormtroopers saying, "Are those clone troopers?" A la, they fly now. From uh, <laughs> they fly nine. now. They, they fly, fly now. now. They, fly, they now? fly now. Yeah. See again, writing that just like I see that they're flying now. I don't know why they're talking about it. 
and they've I'm watching the movie since the Clone Wars. <laughs> well, yeah. You. I, I do need to remind you that they forgot about the Jedi within a very small period of time. So the memory of <laughs> in the Star Wars universe is little, little very, short. Very um, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> When I was a kid, there was a bunch of these um, Jedi just running around. Wait, I don't remember. You know, Jedi? What's a Jedi? Man, if they had Space given D and D Star Wars after seeing season eight of Game of Thrones, I'd only want to know the things they would have forgotten in Star Wars. Look at look at how look how what a struggle it was for Ben Kenobi to remember Obi Wan. He was like <laughs> Obi Wan. Oh, Obi Wan. Who's that? I've never I owned a droid. A long time, even though Darth Maul was like screaming it through, like in the desert three months ago before this happened, <laughs> and he was out there screaming Obi Wan Kenobi. But you hadn't heard it in a long time. So listen, as much as Dave Filoni's a genius, there's there, uh, unfortunately a still lot of these Star Wars. There's still <laughs> Star Wars, and the, you know. Let me tell you, so this is why, like, when we talk about going to Skywalker Ranch and, like, being like, hey, we're here now, like, I listen, we're going to lock it down, all right? Because these guys got to get their act together. Because it's it's like what Chris talks about. It's like it's like all those over-the-top connections. And then if you're going to go deep, don't don't mess up by having C-3PO look up at a stormtrooper who's flying with a jetpack that he's been seeing that since the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So... Again, you know, we got to give some room to these guys because they're working hard to bring us Star Wars, and we can see it's easy for us to sit back here and nitpick. Um, but again, it's it's Star Wars, man. It's always been Star Wars. To your point about C-3PO, his memory was wiped at the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, the public trick still sucks. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, listen, bro. <laughs> it's his best friend. Ah, Babu. Babu Frick, <laughs> my oldest friend. My oldest friend. I love that line. <laughs> um, so in in tune to what you guys are saying about wanting to go boycott Lucasfilm, whenever you guys want to come out to California, just come stay with me and we'll go down there with our pitchforks and, and torches. So, um, But no, no, of course not. We'll go down there. We'll go down there with a resume. With a Yoda statue. That's right. With a resume. Right. I have a Babu Freak tattoo, body tattoo, George. Look. <laughs> It's a tramp stamp. George would be like, I need to break that character. It's the only good place for Babu Frick is as a tramp stamp. You know what? How do we mute Colin? Come back with a Jar Jar one, please. How do we, how do we black out Colin from here? You're not going to believe where only I have George the Sarlacc that. tattooed. <laughs> when we're done here, I'm requesting you as a friend on Facebook and posting Babu Frick stuff to your page. All day. I'm going to accept your friend request just to defriend you. <laughs> just, just to block me. And block all right, bonus question time. Bonus question time. For those right, of you that now. said Rebels was your preferred show, that's right, lightning round. For those of you who said Rebels was your preferred show over the Clone Wars, has that changed with the Clone Wars now having an ending? And for those of you who enjoy the Clone Wars more, how do you now feel besides the closure thing? I, Clone Wars is the better show. Um, to Jake's point, Mortis. You know what I mean? Like we wouldn't we wouldn't get the cool stuff that happened in Rebels if not for Clone Wars, I feel. Um like and to that point though, they're symbiotic at that or at least sorry, actually that's not the right word because Rebels 
didn't have to exist, but it exists off the merits of the Clone Wars. And it tells a lot of the ending, at least you think, of Rex and Ahsoka and all that kind of stuff because of what happened in the Clone Wars. So um, Clone Wars is the superior show because of that reason. I'm going to say kind of the opposite that while Casey's not wrong that the rebels doesn't exist without clone wars clone wars is great for building lore i'm going to say rebels is better at using that lore to tell a better story because you know, clone wars is great for oh look at all these individual tidbits of story look at this brand new lore we've created but throughout at least for me personally i'm a huge huge person of this individual story contained. And if you're going to tell a single story about, um, about all these rebels and how it forms the rebel Alliance and how they come together and link up with clone wars. And then throughout the end of the rebellion, this is the way to do it. And I think they did an excellent job of that, but that Ahsoka mall fight, it was fire. It was so good. It was so good. And to caveat on that, I think that I forgot that that was probably my favorite moment was when Maul offers his hand to Ahsoka and she doesn't Jedi refuse it. She's like, okay, I'll help. Just got to answer a question like that. That is, that is so such great writing as it doesn't make her a bad person for doing it. That's my only thought there. Sorry about the caveat. No, no, that's good. <laughs> Well, we have a couple of uh, comments real quick that we got here. Uh, Bobby Heckman, what would have been amazing is if R2 gave back all the C-3PO's memories back at the end of Rise of Skywalker, going all the way back to episode one. <laughs> so then we could watch three people uh, realize that his maker, Anakin, becomes Darth Vader. Good gracious me. And then he also says Clone Wars over Rebels, but they're both great. Yeah. Um but again, they got wiped at the end of episode three, so it can only go back that far. <laughs> um, did R2 get wiped? Yeah, I don't, so. I don't think R2 gets wiped. No, no he gets... says take both these droids. Doesn't he? Oh, uh, wipe the protocol. Where's the Roy's fact mind. check? Yeah, we need but a fact check. But I don't think he does. I don't think he. I don't think they wipe him, man. To be honest with you, I think it's it, it's mentioned at one point, but I don't. I think even in um, I think there's wasn't it in uh. From a certain point of view, there's a there's a droid story in there. That there we go, there yeah, we go. There... Chris got it. So it says in Revenge of the Sith, after Luke and Leia are born, they are sent to separate parts of the galaxy. The droids are given to Captain Antilles when instructions to clean them up, and they have three POs mind wiped. But why not? Why just three POs and not R twos? Uh, the thought initially was R 2s inability to communicate verbally. Uh, so that's, I don't really know, um, because that's, that's so yeah. real, real quick before we go off the R2 it's, tangent, um, I think it has to do with what the original plan for Star Wars was. It was supposed to be um, the, the Journal of the Wills or something, mm -hmm. and the whole story was supposed to be R2 telling the Wills the events of the movies. So you can't wipe R2's mind because he needs to know everything to tell the story. And he remembers that he was Kenobi's droid in episode four, even though Ben Kenobi denies ever having a droid. 
Which is also true. Belagranis says, sorry, Belagranis says, have the protocol droids my mind wiped. Yeah, at the end of Revenge of the Sith. He has protocol droids. Yeah, Bobby says, uh, R2 remembers everything, only 3PO is wiped. Well, that's another episode because <laughs> yeah. we could go down this path. Um, so, but yeah, Star Wars, what if? In terms of uh, Clone Wars or Rebels or, you know, which one is for me, um, you know, Clone Wars, I, I, I do love it. Uh, and this final season made me love it even more. Um, but I do I do really love Rebels more. I do. Uh, it just speaks to me more. It's like it sings to me. Uh, it's like like I think about it and I get goosebumps. My my son's middle name is Ezra. Um you know, only because I couldn't win the fight for the first name. Um, <laughs> and then just that opening scene, man, where Ezra's looking out and it's the Star Wars theme playing. It just immediately screams Star Wars to me. Um, so I do love Rebels more than I love Clone Wars, but there wouldn't be a Rebels without Clone Wars, to Casey's point. Like, there just wouldn't be. There wouldn't be an opportunity for it, uh, I don't think. Um, so... So, you know, thank God for Clone Wars because we did get Rebels, but, you know, both of them, amazing. And if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't watched them, you need to sit down and watch it because it's important. Bobby says uh, R2 is a sneaky, selfish droid who does what he wants. He's good <laughs> at keeping secrets. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Rebels versus Clone Wars. I will say Rebels was the better story arc, but that is because over four seasons, they're telling a single story around these characters. Yes. Yeah. Clone Wars is trying to fill in the gaps of an entire war that happened between episode two and three and is probably the better world building overall. Um, they both have their merits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Right on. Um, yeah, I mean, Jake, I definitely agree with everything that just came out of your face. Um, <laughs> but as for my personal preference in terms of opinion, because in Star Wars, that's about all that matters. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Clone Wars. <laughs> right, exactly. No, Clone Wars was my favorite. Um, you know, I love Anakin. Um, his fall from grace is very interesting to me. Um, I just enjoy that time period in Star Wars, Clone Wars. Um, I always have. And again, though, that doesn't take any merits away from Rebels. I, I love the show. It was a fantastic show. There's, there was nothing wrong about with the show. I just preferred Clone Wars. That's, that's all it is. This episode, this season really just solidified that, I guess. And I mean, I think someone said it earlier and I'm sorry, I don't remember who, but I mean, it's one cohesive story, Clone Wars and Rebels. I mean, it starts in Clone Wars and continues in Rebels. I mean, it's one big story. Um, and as for R2 here, as we're commenting, um, R2 is a terrible drunk. He had a drinking problem, and that's why he didn't remember a lot of things. And he they didn't need to wipe his mind because he had a, you know, he had a problem. So anyway, that's my take. I just wanted to give one comment that we didn't bring up, but I think it deserves to be brought up. Um, Kevin Kiner, who does the score for both of those shows, 
insane. Like just, you know, I can talk about specific ones in Rebels too, but um, in Clone Wars, like these last four, he did some crazy stuff. Like he did some John Williams, but then he also threw in like some synth wave stuff and got like electronic and like he added a whole new layer in those four episodes that I didn't even know existed in Star Wars. So that at times it's like, is this Star Wars music? But then I was like, I don't care. This is so damn good. Like, <laughs> So Kevin Kiner, just that, that guy deserves like all the Emmys or whatever the hell you get for that sort of thing. Loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, any last comments before we, we end the show today? Are we starting a GoFundMe to get Colin a Star Wars shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I got all of my money, money on, on the collectibles. I've been that's been working all. on it. I've been working on it this whole time. GoFundMe, Babu Freak. That's, yeah, it's, it's that, that's where my, my Star Wars money goes to the uh, the Lego Star Wars yes. behind me. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Should we make Star Warriors t-shirts? That's the next question. Right? <laughs> Embroidered. Oh, what a wonderful segue opportunity. Right? Right. I right. think I think uh, oh. if anybody's watching and you're an artist and you want to cartoon us up and make a logo for Star Warriors, <laughs> hit us up. We love to whore ourselves out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> exactly. For all the credits in the universe. Um yes. So, guys, you know, I just want to thank our our uh, watchers out there today. I hope this live show live streamed well. Uh, this is our first attempt at it for this many people. Uh, Casey and I tried it recently with our Towel I Talk podcast. Um, so, you know, I also want to thank you guys. Uh, you know, without uh, without you, our group, uh, we would you know we wouldn't have anywhere else to go with our Star Wars fandom and 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 gripes and and. Uh, and all of the above. So thank you guys for, you know, making this happen. And um, like Bobby just said, may the force be with you all star warriors. Um, we do have some great things in the works. Uh, so some surprises ahead of us, not to mention the empire strikes back 40th anniversary episode that is in the works for next month. So yeah. look forward to that fans out there. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Star warriors. And may the force be with us all. <laughs>